Welcome back to The Disco, FDA's drug information soundcast in clinical oncology from the Oncology Center of Excellence. We are based in Silver Spring, Maryland, and during our soundcast, we discuss recent FDA approvals of cancer drugs and therapies. We hope this information will help you in better understanding these approvals and how new drugs and therapies are benefiting patients. Today, we'll be discussing the recent approval of caplazizumab YHDP, marketed as Cablivi, indicated for adult patients with acquired thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, or ATTP, in combination with plasma exchange and immunosuppressive therapy. I'm Dr. Abhi Nair, a medical oncologist at FDA, and I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. Sanjeev Bala, also a medical oncologist and clinical team leader at the Oncology Center of Excellence here at the FDA. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We've gotten some emails and tweets, so thanks for your interest in the disco. Please keep them coming and let us know what else you'd like to hear about from the OCE. Acquired thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, or ATTP, is a rare disease with an incidence of about three cases per million adults per year. ATTP is a thrombotic microangiopathy, a disease of excessive clotting in small vessels. It's caused by inhibitory autoantibodies against ADAMS13, a protease that cleaves von Willebrand factor. When von Willebrand factor isn't cleaved, aberrant coagulation produces small vessel, platelet-rich thrombi that cause consumptive thrombocytopenia, microangiopathic hemolytic anemia, bleeding, and end-organ damage. Sanjeev, what has been the standard of care for patients with ATTP? I mean, until now, there were no FDA-approved drugs for the treatment of ATTP. In clinical practice, the treatment for ATTP includes daily plasma exchange therapy until the patient's platelet counts have returned to baseline, and there is no further evidence of microangiopathic hemolytic anemia and end-organ damage. For patients who don't respond to daily plasma exchange, or for those whose initial disease presentation is considered severe, that is, when ADAMS-13 activity levels remain below 10%, corticosteroids are generally added to the daily plasma exchange. Other treatments have included off-label use of rituximab and sometimes additional immunosuppressive agents such as cyclophosphamide, vincristin, or cyclosporin. A high proportion of patients, anywhere from 15 to 20%, have a recurrence of the disease when plasma exchange is stopped. Caplicizumab is an injectable humanized bivalent anti-von Willebrand factor antibody fragment that consists of two identical building blocks linked by three alanine residues. Caplicizumab is indicated for the treatment of adult patients with acquired thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura in combination with plasma exchange and immunosuppressive therapy. It's administered as an 11 mg intravenous infusion prior to the first plasma exchange and then an 11 mg subcutaneous dose after each daily plasma exchange and for 30 days after the plasma exchange period has been completed. If after the initial treatment course, signs of persistent underlying disease such as suppressed ADAMS-13 activity levels remain present, treatment may be extended for a maximum of 28 additional days. Caplicizumab received regular approval for this indication. The drug also received orphan drug designation and fast-track designation from FDA. Abhi, tell us about the trial design. Sure, Sanjeev. Caplicizumab was evaluated in the Hercules trial, a double-blind trial in 145 patients with ATTP who were treated with a single caplicizumab 11 mg bolus intravenous injection, or placebo, prior to the first plasma exchange. This was followed by caplazizumab 11 mg administered daily subcutaneously or placebo after completion of plasma exchange for the duration of the plasma exchange period and for 30 days thereafter. If after the initial treatment course, signs of persistent underlying disease such as suppressed ADAMS-13 activity levels remain present, treatment was extended for 7-day intervals for a maximum of 28 days. 
Soabi, patients in both groups receive plasma exchange and immunosuppressive therapy. That's right, Sanjeev. Patients were stratified according to the severity of neurological involvement. Glasgow Comma Scale scores less than or equal to 12 or 13 to 15. Patients with sepsis, infection with E. coli 0157, atypical hemolytic uremic syndrome, disseminated intravascular coagulation, or congenital thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura were not eligible for enrollment. What were the endpoints used for this approval? The primary endpoint of the study was time to platelet response, defined by platelet counts greater than or equal to 150,000 per microliter and cessation of daily plasma exchange within five days of satisfying the platelet threshold. A key secondary endpoint was a composite of the proportion of patients with ATTP-related death, recurrence of ATTP, or at least one treatment-emergent major thromboembolic event, the median time to platelet count response was 2.7 days in the caplazizumab treatment group compared to 2.9 days in the placebo treatment group. But Abhi, I'm sure our listeners are thinking to themselves that the platelet response numbers really don't seem like much of a difference. Possibly, but the important thing to note here is that a response in platelet count is only one characteristic of a response of ATTP to treatment. More importantly, if you look at the composite endpoint of patients with ATTP-related death, recurrence of ATTP, or at least one treatment-emergent major thromboembolic event, this endpoint was significantly lower in the caplazizumab treatment arm compared to the placebo arm, 13% in the caplazizumab group compared to 49% in the placebo group, and this difference was statistically significant. Also, the proportion of patients with the recurrence of ATTP in the overall study period was significantly lower in the caplazizumab group, 13%, compared to the placebo group at 38%. Again, a statistically significant and clinically meaningful difference. Those are significant efficacy findings. Let's look at the safety of this new drug. What were the main safety signals observed? The safety of caplazizumab was evaluated among 106 patients with ATTP who received at least one dose of caplazizumab in the Hercules trial or in the supportive phase 2 Titan trial. The most frequently reported adverse events, more than 15% incidents, were epistaxis, headache, and gingival bleeding. Seven patients who received caplazizumab had an adverse reaction leading to study drug discontinuation. None of the adverse reactions leading to discontinuation were reported in more than 1% of patients. Overall, bleeding adverse events were reported in 59% of patients in the caplazizumab treatment arm and 43% of patients in the placebo arm. Serious bleeding adverse reactions included epistaxis in 4% of patients and subarachnoid hemorrhage in 2% of patients. Sanjeev, the prescribing information for caplazizumab includes a warning to advise healthcare providers and patients about the risk of severe bleeding. I mean, it's interesting that although caplazizumab acts in ATTP by improving platelet counts, it also increases the risk of bleeding, likely due to its mechanism of action of interfering with von Willebrand factor and platelet adhesion. For our listeners, detailed safety information is available in the product label. Abhi, please give us the three takeaways for this disco. All right. Number one, caplazizumab is the first FDA approval for a drug specifically indicated for the treatment of adult patients with ATTP in combination with plasma exchange and immunosuppressive therapy. Number two, the dosing of caplazizumab follows a complex schedule and prescribers should refer to the prescribing information for details. Number three, serious adverse reactions reported with its use include epistaxis and subarachnoid hemorrhage. You can find more detailed prescribing and safety information in the approved prescribing information, also available on the web at Drugset FDA. For a transcript of this soundcast, visit the FDA Oncology Center of Excellence DISCO website at fda.gov disco. 
The FDA analysis and review were conducted by a multidisciplinary team of FDA experts. More information can be found on the FDA website. Thanks, Abby. Are there other FDA oncology drug approvals that you'd like to hear about? Leave us your questions and comments on Twitter at FDA Oncology. And as always, we welcome your feedback at our email address, fdaoncology at fda.hhs.gov. I'm Sanjeev Bala. Thanks for tuning into the Disco today. And until next time at the Disco, I'm Abby Nair. 